Welcome to the Golden Age of Cardboard podcast, where we remember a time when stacks of cards were held together with rubber bands and Mickey Mantles were put in bike spokes. We hope you will enjoy and reminisce as you come along with us as we tell stories about the baseball cards from the Golden Age of Baseball. We will examine the state of the vintage baseball card market and talk to some of the greatest collectors in the hobby. You won't be hearing us talk about any chrome or shiny cards here. Now, to take you on this retrospective journey, here's your host, direct from the shallow end of the gene pool, my son, Mike Moynihan. Yo and hello everybody, Mike here. Welcome to another episode of the Golden Age of Cardboard podcast. I am really excited about this episode. This is one that I've been kind of thinking about and stewing on for a while. As long as I can remember, I have been a fan of the All-Star Game. And I know it's been watered down in recent years and there's not many people that like it. They think it's lame or whatever. But as a kid, I was so just enthralled with the all-star game. It was an event and this was pre, you know, home run derby and all the other stuff that went along with the all-star game. I particularly loved the introductions and seeing all the players lined up on the baselines and always, there were never really any Rangers starters, but I would always wait to see Buddy Bell or Jim Sunberg or Toby Hera or some old, some rain, whoever the Ranger representative was. Cause that's the great thing about all-star all-stars is no matter how bad your team is everybody had an all-star and so the rangers were pretty terrible when i was a kid but at least for that brief moment as they tipped their cap on the sideline uh and then you know moments like where michael young won the all-star mvp and just i've been able to witness so many different things in an all-star game i think it's just this special time where you get all the best players together and yes it's kind of an exhibition but i i think the players want to do well and perform on that kind of stage. And so it's always just been one of those things that I truly love about baseball, the midsummer classic. And then you combine that with the awesomeness of cards and all-star cards. And so what I'm going to do, I have a guest on tonight, one of my good friends in the hobby. You know him well, if you're on YouTube, uh, it is Orlando from A Collector's Dream. Hey, Orlando, welcome to the show again. Hi, Mike. It's great to be on. Thanks so much for inviting me. You are Thank so you. welcome. Uh, this was a no-brainer when I texted you about it. You, I think, I don't even think the text went through before you responded. Yes, I'd love to do it. So <laughs> of course. I appreciate your willingness to do that. And I think, Orlando, what I want to do tonight is give a brief history of the All-Star card we'll talk through the designs. We'll talk about what we like, what we don't like. And then um, we'll talk some pricing because I think that's a, that's a dynamic of all-star cards. that I think it's very appealing to any vintage collector, but particularly people getting into vintage and kind of like, where do I start? Some of the price points are crazy. What can I do to be more uh, strategic with my card budget? Right? So let's talk the history first. Um, All-Star cards were first created by Topps in 1958. They ran 58, 59, 60, 61, 62. 
Then for whatever reason, and we'll, maybe we can get into that. They stopped doing all-star cards, 63 through 67. They pick them back up again in 68, 69, and 70 for three years and then stop again. And then we don't have any all-star designations until 1975. And from 75 through 80, which is kind of the vintage era that we talk about on this show, there were designated designated all-stars on their base card, which we can talk through that because I think there's some cool designs there. But what I want to talk about um, first is what's your impression of all-star cards, Orlando, just your general sense of how you feel about them in the hobby? Oh, I, I love all-star cards. And, uh, you know, it, you, you're, like you said, with the pricing, especially when you're able to get an all-star player for a third of the price, you get a Hank Aaron, for example, for half a third of the prices in many cases, because it's an all-star card. And, you know, the all-star game, as you said, it's really one of the highlights of the season for everybody, even the, the non-fans, you know, watch the all-star game, because that's just such a big event. I mean, it's not a Super Bowl, but it's, for baseball fans, it's similar to it. And like you said, with, with your Rangers, my Marlins, you know, just to see a Marlins player, they never do much, the Marlins, unfortunately, but always get to see a Marlins player at the All-Star game. So for me, the All-Star cards really is kind of, um, you know, it's just seeing the best players, you know, of that year. They put them in a, all in, in one group in, a, in cards. So, you know, it's just great. I remember as a kid, I used to put all the American League and National League together and, and just, you know, kind of do like a draft and stuff. It was just fun with, to play with. And those are the things that, you know, just brings back memories of old All-Star games by looking at the cards themselves. And there's just a lot of... One of the other thing, Mike, and I don't know if you realize, I think, I know you do, but many of the people don't realize that many of those All-Star cards are the higher number uh, in the series. Some are actually even the, the high number, the last series, like 1961, the final, final series. And even though some of those cards are the higher series that tend to be more expensive, they're still a lot cheaper than just the base um, card of that player. Yeah, I've got dogs going nuts over here. It seems like every time I hit record, I have uh, my dogs go nuts. But so 1960, I'm going to, or 58, we'll start at 58. 58. Hold on. Yeah. I'm shut my door here. I'm wearing my Jackie Robinson shirt today, by the way. Um, so 1958, you've got the star background. You've got the, the red background for the American League players, the blue background. There you go for the National League players. To me, it's like. I mean, who was this? a sport magazine, I think, was kind of the sponsor of the All-Stars or whatever. Yeah, it was the uh, sport magazine. Yeah. And not it was the sporting news, but now it was a sport magazine. And, you know, it was nice because all the regular cards from that year are just a solid. Right. You know, just solid color. And then they put the stars, you know, just like, you know, the All-Stars. Yeah. So I just, I really like that design and with the sport magazine on top there and it says, you know, all-star. So they did a great job the first year they came out and, and these are all higher numbers. These start up around the, uh, let's see, the, the banks is number 482. So they're a little bit tougher to find. Yeah. But they're a lot cheaper than the, the regular Ernie Banks card you would get from that year. 
Well, you've got 11 Hall of Famers in 1958, just in the All-Stars. you got 11 Hall of Famers, wow. uh, including guys like uh, Casey Stengel has an All-Star card in 58 and 59. Uh, then you've got Stan Musial's first Tops card right. is his All-Star card from 58, which I love. Uh, great card. Ted Williams has an All-Star card in 58. His basically his last appearance on a tops card is his 58 tops all-star because his 58 tops is an earlier series, right? And right. he has that all-star card with the bent cap, you know, the the rent the yeah. brim of his caps all crooked. It's kind of funny. Mantle, Aaron Mays. We're gonna say those names a lot because they were every uh, year. Alter all-stars pretty much every year. So you had some really great cards in 58. I think tops really kicked off that idea with a bang. I mean, it's a beautiful subset and uh, we'll get to favorite designs. Like maybe you and I can talk later about what our favorites are. Let's go to 1959. Uh, we had another 11, another 11 hall of famers in the 59 all-star set. Do you have any examples of those? Yeah, start? I have a few of those too. I have a bunch of those. Uh, well, here's the, uh, Here's the Aaron. Yeah, beautiful Aaron. And that was also blue and red as well. Yeah, right? here's the spawn. Red for the National League, blue for right. the here's the blue. There's there's the K line in the blue. Yeah, those are absolutely yeah. gorgeous. They're just beautiful, and you know they're different because the the blue has like the eagle there. Right. So it's a, and look at how the uh, you know the outline of the picture is different versus like a shield yeah versus these which is like a base yeah and you have but you have the eagle behind you the, still have the eagle but it's yeah. just a different it's not designed for the american and the national league it's weird how cool you know yeah they're awesome they're they're patriotic you know yeah. it's like yeah. you look at the card and you're like ah, i feel good to be a baseball fan you know yeah. it's just those two and years are so when, great when you look at them together right it's so cool the different colors yeah and uh you know it's just they're really really nice looking cars and some of them have you know the, the actual body and the other ones have portraits yeah so it, it's the and like i said these now for the 59 there's they start in number here's number 571 is the warren spawn so you know, I think what, what Topps did back then was, remember in 57, they had 407 cards. And then in 58, they jacked it way up to, you know, I, I think it was 500 cards, almost 500, because this was 400 and something. I don't remember the exact number. So they had, they made a lot of subsets where they made dual players and they started doing the all-star cards and all that stuff. And again, in 59, they created a, a big, big set. You know, so yeah. they went on with that. And then in the, in the 60s, the same thing. They, they were already creating 600 card sets. So they had to add a lot of subsets and uh, and the all-star cards, which were awesome. Yeah, which is great for us because that's just more cards that we get to collect. Speaking yeah. of 1960, there were 10 Hall of Famers in the 1960 all-star subset. I got one here. Um, probably the my favorite. Well. This is one of my favorite year designs, the 60 McCovey, because that's also a rookie year card, right? It's right. funny how in modern cards, 
any card put out by that player is called their rookie card, right? A rookie card of that player. This is nobody calls this McCovey's rookie card. Even though it's the same year, you're right. right. It should be. Well, it's the same thing in basketball. You have the Will Chamberlain rookie card and then you have Will Chamberlain in action. That right. in action card, even though it's the same year in the same set, it's not considered a rookie. So it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting why we should just consider the tops base the rookie card even now, just like we did yeah. or we do for vintage. It's the same should be the same concept, but nobody asked me, so I don't know. <laughs> um but but I love this McC I have the McCovey. I have all of them actually. I have every card of a hall of famer for an all-star card in the vintage era except for the 61 whitey ford that's the only one i'm missing but uh speaking of 61 yeah and uh, what i like about also the the 60s the 60 is the the horizontal yeah the first time they did the horizontal versus the vertical sure uh 61 sporting news all-stars you've got the beautiful the classic you know, paper being, you know, smashed through yeah. and, you know, the, the headshot in the middle of it, kind of like that knot hole idea, but through a newspaper, the sporting news. And I mean, these are just great. These are high numbers. The 61s are hard. Um, yeah. They're expensive, I should say, because they're higher number, high number cards. But yeah. I just love the design of these as well. You've got in 61, you've got Aaron Mays, Manuel Banks, you know, yeah, yeah. just the same guys, perennial all-star kind of guys. Yeah. And so I like the 61s. Uh, what do you have for 62? 62. And, you know, go, going back to, we talked about the 58s, and you just mentioned Manuel. The 58 Manuel is a triple print. So if someone's looking for a cheap Manuel, that 58 is probably the best one. Oh, we'll get so to first, it. We're going to talk yeah, about that so, later. I got some pricing information to tell people and share with them. Oh, great, great. I'm glad you're going to cover that. But yeah, uh, 62s to me are one of the most beautiful. They're plain, you know, because of the borders and it just has the name and the sporting news across the top and stuff. So they're pretty plain. But what I like about a lot of these is that if you look at the regular card, they usually put here, see they have, he's a portrait here, but then in the other one, he's more of a batting pose. Right. And it happens in a lot of cases. If you look at this one, look at the Robinson. The regular card is a batting pose. And the all-star is a portrait. Portrait. So you get two kind of different views of the players. And that's something that I, I don't know. I, I just think that's, that's kind of cool. Because it's not the same portrait, the same picture. They use different pictures every time. I like That's on the amazing. 62s, the 62s, you know, they have the bubble for the name. Right. Colored, and it makes it really pop, you know. And they have, again, the, the different, so they have the uh, the National League here. And then the American League are red. Right. National League is blue, the American League red. red. Yeah. At That's least they red. were consistent. Yeah. Over the years with that. Yeah. And so so that's kind of nice to to tell them both apart real quick and and they're actually uh that way on the checklist too american league and then the and again these are also high number cards yeah so here's a few more of the american league whitey ford with the whitey ford and uh luis Aparicio and the uh here's a brooks robinson yeah <clears throat> it's but, funny my dad when i was a kid he would take 
took cards to the ball game to get players to sign them. And I have a 59 Al K line signed and I have a 62 Brooks Robinson signed. And I think my dad got those cards because they were so like when he went to the card shop, Hey, I need a card of this player. I'm seeing him tonight at the ballpark. The shop owner sold him, you know, Hey, you can buy a regular card for this or an all-star card for much less. And he bought the all-star cards and got them signed. And I'm thrilled that he did. I love them. Yeah. You know, it's great. You can still buy those all-star cards, even some of the uh, better players raw for about 20 bucks. Yeah. In many cases. So then we go into the dark ages of the sixties with no all-star cards from 63 to 67. Any speculation of why tops didn't do all-star cards in those years? It doesn't make any sense because they continue to expand the size of the sets, you know, and they created a lot of other types of things during those years, other subsets. But for some reason, they decided to eliminate the uh, the all star. And it's kind of weird. And, and I, I know, for example, in the, in the 72s, you know, they went I'm moving ahead a little bit, but I will come back to it. 72 is they went instead from the regular, they did the regular card and then they did an inaction card. Right. But they still didn't have all-star cards. Right. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I can't figure that out. Is it possible that sporting news dropped their agreement with them or some, because these aren't really, they would be the all-stars from the previous year. Um, but if they didn't have a quote unquote sponsor that they didn't do it, I that's my only guess. Otherwise it feels silly for them not to have included all-star cards during those years, but yeah. who knows? We need to go ask Cyberger. Oh, yeah, exactly. He's the only one that would know. And he's not around. So we can't go yeah, ask. We'll have, we'll have to research that. I'll, I'll look into a little bit more of that and see. Gotta I'm just curious. It's, it's more of a, when I was doing research for this, I was thinking through all the years and I'm like, wow, there's some gaps there that is in, just interesting. Uh, but then we get to 68, the beautiful 68 right. set. Uh, I've got the yeah. Yaz here. You've got Frank Robinson, your show. Frank Robinson there, yeah. So Again, back to the horizontal. Those are beautiful. That's one of my favorites. I actually like that. And like, I love, look at this. So you got Yaz All-Star and the back is right. is the Yaz, uh, it was a puzzle, yeah. right? You could put it, yeah. take all the yeah. cards, turn them around. And there was Yaz and somebody else, somebody else for the yeah. National League. Who was it for the National League? Cepeda, maybe? Um, I'm not sure in 68. I know that they used uh, Bobby Bonds uh, the year uh, in 19, um, I've got it here somewhere. One of the years they use Bobby Bonds on the back. I just love that it's Yaz on the front and his face on the back. Like you've got this. He, it's the perfect. However, if Tops did that on purpose, it was genius. Yeah. Uh, I think you still have the red and the blue going on here. You've got in the sporting news part of the. Because uh, back now, sporting news is back sponsoring in 68 or whatever they're doing, their agreement with Tops or whatever. But it's red, you know, and then it's blue on the blue. National yeah. League guys. So 68, um, 68 actually has the most Hall of Famers of any all-star subset. It has 13 Hall of Famers. Aaron Robinson, you've got Clemente's only all-star card is in 68. That's the only one Clemente had. Uh, and then you have in 69, you got the Sporting News again participating in 
helping tops either pick and or select their all-stars. This is the Johnny bench, which is a, you know, second year bench. Right. Again, right. They're, they're doing the puzzle thing on the back. Yeah. I want to say Pete Rose is one of them. I think if I remember I right. I think so. I think you're right on that. And I like that because it just doesn't have their face. It has a background. Also. Right. On the 69s. Right yeah. On the 69s. And you get back to that kind of, um, you know, patriotic motif. You've got the stars, uh, right. the colors are, you know, the green is kind of weird, but it, uh, it kind of works. I kind of, I kind of dig it. So, and then 1970. Yeah. I got the seventies here and the seventies. Again, are that's the regular card. One Marishal. That's yeah. the, uh, all-star card. Yeah. The all-star cards. And these are really nice, but the problem with these is, and I'll tell you because these, I pulled all of these from packs and I sent some to grade and they're all off centered. Yeah. They are the toughest cards that I've seen as far as the all-star cards. These are the toughest ones to, to get centered. See, they're way off center, top to bottom, however you got them. And these, these look at this one, way off center, top to bottom. Yeah. If you ever see these centered, get them. But again, they're they're nice portrait pictures, so it's a uh, you know you get a nice stuff, and in the back it tells you a little story. Yeah, I love the little cartoons. I love yeah, those. I love the the cartoons. That's to me. It's what that, those are the cool things. I remember when I was a kid, you know, the Johnny Bench is like laying down there catching <laughs> the ball. Yeah. Just, I used to love those. Those those are just great. It's fantastic. But, um, yeah, and then and then they stopped making them again in, in 71 and in 72. And you would expect 72, since it was the largest set they've ever made, almost 800 cards, you would think that they would add that into that, you know, say, let's, let's do it, you know, but they didn't. Instead, they just did the, uh, the inaction cards. Which there are tons of those in the 72 tons. set. And they're not all all-stars. Right. You know, it's dang near. I bet <laughs> one out of three players has an inaction card in 72. It's yeah, yeah, probably not that bad, but it's pretty close. Um, it's pretty bad. But in 70, you have Aaron's last all star card. You have uh, yeah. a bench. You have a great Reggie Jackson in 1970. But there's yeah. only nine Hall of Famers in 1970, only nine Hall of Famers in 1969 as well. There's the Reggie. Yeah. This Great. is the cheapest second year Reggie you're ever going to find. I mean, yeah. second year Reggie. And it's extremely, well, you'll, we'll talk about the pricing. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so 71, 72, 73, 74. Uh, 74, they had the all-star cards, but they were sideways and they were dual player. Yeah. You had yeah, the right Yeah, what they field. did 74 is they did dual player. Yeah. So they had the, uh, you know, Every position, first baseman, second baseman, they had the, the National League and the American League. Yeah. And in the back, they had the puzzle. And this puzzle was uh, Bobby this Bonds. puzzle was Bobby Bonds. Okay. Here it is. See, here's the here here's the back. Yeah. The top of it. It's yeah. Bonds. So, seventy four. You kind of have all star cards again in a little bit different format. Then you get 
75 and forward going forward through 1980, the designation on the card. Let's talk about those first. I absolutely love them. I love the, I love getting those cards. Like if I, it made a difference to me when I was pulling a 79, you know, with the flags or yep, the little all-star designation, the 78s might be the best because they have that shield, that red, white, and blue shield, you know, I absolutely yeah. love those. Yeah. 77s are just a banner along the bottom. And, and these also are the uh, color red coded. And yeah, red and blue. Yeah. National League, American League. But 76 is, uh, I think of a 76 All Star, what it looks the There you go. Yeah, it's the star again. Yep. Yeah. Reggie. Thurman. It's a star. Is it still red and blue? Uh, let me see. I don't remember off the top of my head. No. Okay. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's still red and blue. Still the okay. same here. There you go. Still red and blue. Okay. American League and National League. And uh, it, in that year, they actually added, one of the first times, they added all-time All-Stars. Right. Where they had uh, Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Ty Cobb, and all those other uh, all-time all-stars here. And it's sporting, by the sporting, sporting by the sporting news. But they eliminated it from the you know instead of having two cards for each player, right? They only had put the little star, which that kind of sucks though. I would like to see two different cards of each player. You're so greedy. You're such a greedy collector. Of course, aren't we all? We <laughs> yeah. all would like to see more Hank Aaron's and more yeah. Pete Rose's and more of those guys. I do love the '80s. You know, they have that the ban the banner under the banner um, in black. Or there's other colors though besides black. I think, but yeah. Uh, and then you have this where they actually put the uh, yeah. The shield is my favorite. The of shield. Those. That's your favorite. Yeah. Is the '78s? I just think they look so yeah. good. I wonder they if they do look did good. That. I think I have. I have all stack of '78 Opeaches. Yeah, even on the Opeachy cards, there's a. Shield. Oh yeah, that's a beautiful Joe Morgan. Yeah. Hey, look at this card I just pulled. I was going through these Opeaches. This is a total sidebar, but I found a Eddie wow. Murray Opeachy that is as gorgeous it's so crispy it's super well centered especially that card is very tough to get centered i mean and this is an opeachy. oh and i love that back yeah it's like gorgeous and i'm, I'm you sending gotta it send in that PSA. in for sure yeah a psa 10 of this card is about fourteen thousand dollars <laughs> and this could jam but a nine if you even a nine is worth a lot of money a nine's fourteen hundred so still yeah. pretty there's only uh five tens out of 900 almost a thousand that have been graded of eddie murray five or tens that's it that's why it's so expensive and there, there's only 50 something nines but this could it's this is at least a nine it's at least a nine yeah it should be i'm so yeah, excited that's similar about to the similar to the uh to to the um oh god the ricky henderson rookie that's so few yeah. get tens yeah, I just found, I literally just found this in a stack from the basement collection that I'm going through. And I'm like, wow. Uh, so anyway, sorry about that aside. So of the 
let's let's talk pre 63 first what's your favorite design if you had to pick one out of those years I think the 62, it's a simple design. I just, I'm just a fan of the uh, wood borders. Okay. I, I would have to go 58 if I had to pick my favorite. Stars, and would love, yeah. Would love to hear you guys. And that, that's a hard choice, by the way, because I love the 15. I love all of them. So that's a hard one. Yeah. But 58, if I had to choose one, would love to hear y'all's comments down below. If you're watching on YouTube, would love to hear what your favorite all-star set is from that super vintage era back in the fifties, early sixties. Okay. So then if we go to that next segment, 68, 69, 70, what's your favorite of those three? I think the uh, 69. Okay. I would also pick the 69 uh, as my favorite because I think it's just more colorful. I do right. like the, the, 70s you know coming through the newspaper but it's kind of like they already did that in 61 so it's yeah it wasn't terribly creative <laughs> and the 70s said it's just so plain to begin with you know right but and then of the 75 through 80 what's your favorite again we could even say 74 through 80 what's your favorite of those all-star designations i just like the 75 i like the 75 yeah. set overall it's got a yeah. nice design and I just like that. Well, you heard mine's the 78, but yeah, it's there's again, there's not a really a wrong choice. Here. I don't think, you know, it's a bad thing to, to like any of them. So let's talk pricing a minute because if, again, if you're a new collector trying to figure out uh, how to enter the vintage world and prices just seem crazy to you, we get it. Orlando and I get it. We've, we've been through all of it together. Well, not together, but we've been through all of it, both as collectors. Over the years. Over the years. So let me throw some numbers at you, Orlando, and see what you think about this. 1970 Hank Aaron, his last all-star card. A PSA 7 of his all-star card, or his base card, let's do the base first, is about 200 bucks, give or take, for a 7, which actually doesn't seem that bad, honestly, now that I... No, the 70s card's still cheap. Yeah. 200 bucks for a seven, which is a really good grade. The all-star card's a hundred. So it's half as much, a hundred bucks. And you get a PSA seven of one of the all-time greats yeah. and a tops card, right? That just seems like a good deal to me. It seems like a great deal. And you know, that's, I, I looked this up before. I looked them both up in a six, right? Okay. The Hank Aaron. The 62s. Was about three hundred dollars. Okay. The All Star was about a hundred dollars. Yep. So three to six. one. Yep. In a nice collector Quarter. grade. Three to one. Yep. So let's go to sixty. That McCovey that I had, you know, which is again a rookie year card, right? I thought, well, surely it'll be a tighter. You know, there won't be as much variance there, and uh, the reality is. The 60 McCovey and a six, I just used a collector grade for that. Three to 350, 300 to $350 for a six in the base card. The all-star card's 80 bucks. So it's, you know, four times as cheap. It's one fourth the price of his base card. And that's for, an, again, a, a rookie year card. Not Same year, same, same set. Year. So to me, that feels like a great value. Um, 
then we go to the 58 mantle, which you mentioned is a triple print. So there's, I see him at every show, dang near every table yeah. has a 58 tops all-star Mickey Mantle. It's, it, it seems like they're all over the place, which is good if you're a buyer because they're readily available and it helps pull the prices down. But the base Mantle 58, you want to guess in a five? You want to guess a price? Uh, it's got to be, I don't know, over a thousand? Eight to nine hundred bucks. So yeah. close. And then in a PSA five, the all-star cards, two to three hundred bucks. So three, you know, one third of the price. Wow. For, and I think you'll find that ratio between the base card will be three X to four X, the all-star card, I think yeah. for every player as you look through them. And again, some of them can be had, like you said earlier, Orlando, really cheap, even graded, even graded. Yeah. And it's a beautiful card. I mean, the 58 all-star mantle is just a beautiful card. It is. You That's know, one of those cards it, that I would own multiples of. Yeah, and it's a tough card condition-wise condition also because the 58 uh, stock and the 58 cards are really tough. Yeah. Yeah, I love them. Um, and that's that's the great thing about just collecting in general is, look, do you have to collect all-star cards? No, you don't. We're trying to just maybe open you guys' eyes a little bit to what's out there. And everybody knows there's all-star cards, but I think the modern collector dismisses them so much as just not being an important card for that player. They're just an afterthought versus in the vintage world. We think of them as um, just kind of side by you got the base card and the all-star card and they kind of go together. Yeah. You know, anybody that asked me, there was uh, one, one guy that subscribed to my channel, Will uh, Boggs. He was asking me because he wants to get into vintage. And I told him go for all-star cards or even leader cards. Well, he ended up getting his first mantle. He got a combo card, but still it's, it's, it's a mantle. So if you're really looking to get into vintage, one way to get, you know, air and mantle maze is to look at these all-star cards or other options other than just the, the, the standard base card. Yeah, you know, totally. And you're, you're here in Orlando and I preach the same thing. Again, we've both been doing this combined probably, I'm 40 whatever years, you're close on 50 years collecting, right? Yeah. So we're dang near a century of experience in this. Just, they're, they're great. And I, and I want people just to think, not like modern collectors think, which is all-star cards are worthless uh they just come in the update set nobody cares about those I mean, look how nice these cards look you know yeah and you try to get a, a willie Mays in a six from 59 you know you can pick this up for a couple hundred bucks even less yeah and i actually like that card it's a better looking card than his base card in 59. yeah the 59 base cards are just very you know they're, they're nice i love them but it's just a circle and they're kind of blah and these are just a little a lot nicer yeah they pop they're yeah. just awesome so i mean i encourage anybody you know get into vintage and, and just it's up to your budget whatever you can afford but there's always affordable hall of famers even from the 50s that you can buy you know for you know the price of a hockey box i know a lot of guys that'll do the all-star from those sets that have the separate all-star set They'll do that registry and just get all the all-star cards. There's registries for that. If you want to do that PSA or SGC or whatever, 
not SGC registries, but soon, hopefully, according to SGC, yeah. they'll have registries, hopefully. but you can, and when you have all the all-star cards together and you lay them out together, even if you have, you know, Del Crandall, or I'm trying to think of kind of the, the weird guys that have all-star cards, you're like, oh my gosh, he must've had a great year. Um, Billy Pierce. Billy Pierce. There you go. 59. But you, but you got Casey Stengel. Yeah. Look how young Stengel looks in that picture, by the way. It's pretty fascinating. Yeah. yeah. In 58, they did the managers together. They did Stengel and yeah, whoever Ken the Boyer. Braves manager was. Ken Boyer there. Yeah. But like you say, it's so cool to get them together because you have the reds and the blues. And it's just, it's great. And if you put them in a binder like Jake does, they look beautiful in the binder. You have binder, you have the blues page and you have the red page and with the stars and all that. It's really, really nice. Yeah. I'm, you know, getting back into set collecting and using binders to do that. I'm space limited here in the in the card room, but so I'm being careful about how I'm not just going full bore because it would get out of hand really quick. Yeah. But I've I've noticed the same thing when you put all the all-star cards in the binder, they just look so cool together. And yeah laying them out um so hopefully you've heard i thought i think we've beaten that dead horse about how or what a great way a great entry point into vintage all-star cards can be i hope you've heard our enthusiasm and joy in collecting them as orlando and i have over the years uh what else do you want to say to people before we get out of here not much just keep collecting what you like it's fun <laughs> it's great and, and anyone who has a, a good collection or any collection at all, put it on video, guys. You'll love it. And the community is the best. And Mike, he's the ambassador. He's the guy that helps everyone. He gets everyone on these videos and live streams. And uh, just start it. You know, look at somebody like me. Hey, I'm just a little bit better at technology than Chris from Missouri. Yeah. Tiny bit. <laughs> That's a compliment. That's actually a lot better than Chris from Missouri. You know? And I was able to do this stuff. So guys, just go ahead and do it. There's a lot of guys out there, Mike, that have commented and subscribed to my channel that have told me, you know, oh, wow, you know, I want to do it, but I'm scared. And these guys have incredible collections. I'm talking awesome collections. They've sent me pictures and stuff. One guy sent me a picture today of a uh, Martin DeHigo rookie card that he just got slabbed. And I'm like, you got to put that on video. And uh, that's just my message to everybody. It's just, um, guys, get, get with this community. It's an awesome community. And, uh, you know, we'll all help each other. We always try to. I certainly do. I know you do, Orlando. You're great. I see you in everybody's videos making comments and, and showing up on live streams. I'm like, do you do you do anything else but watch YouTube? I don't know. But uh, I certainly <laughs> hey, appreciate I'm, I'm, I'm re I have an advantage because I'm retired. So right. That helps. I definitely appreciate your friendship. I enjoyed getting to hang out with you a little bit. We we got we stole a little bit of time together, just you and me at the national, but it wasn't nearly enough. No. And I need to, I need to. Ha you're welcome to come to, to Dallas. If you come to the Dallas show with me and James, we will show you a good time, and you will. You're retired. You might as well. It's a couple yeah, hundred dollars. I need to go out here. Just come and, uh, you got to come see the beast. You'll just love it. So. I'm definitely right. going to make it. I'll definitely get there one day for sure. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much this week for watching, listening out there. Again, comment below. We'd love to hear what you think about All-Star Cards. Are we crazy? Uh, we, we might be, but that's all right. We, we'll, we'll take that. Uh, so thanks again, Orlando. Everybody out there, have a great week and keep collecting.